This past Monday, December 6th, many cultures around the world marked the feast day of St. Nicholas, when many children look forward to receiving sweets and an assortment of nuts, apples and oranges in their shoes and boots and stockings. We learn from M. Janes that in England there was a popular game played by rough housing boys in Elizabethan times called scrambling for nuts, chasing after nuts that had been strewn on the floor. It is Deanne Mandrick who tells us that during the Victorian era, silver nutcrackers matched the table settings in certain households for serving nuts at the end of the meal, the origin of the expression from soup to nuts. She goes on to suggest the Nutcracker's career began in the Biedermeier period in Germany, overlapping with the Victorian era in England, and that the Nutcracker we know from story and ultimately dance began with publication in 1816 of E.T.A. Hoffman's tale, the Nutcracker and the Mouse King. Well, they are busy setting the table. It is tech week, after all, for Saturday's Victorian Nutcracker in Lewisburg. Strictly Ballet and River Stage Community Theater will present their fourth annual production of selections from Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Ballet with dancers from the region and special guest artists from New York. Amy Casimir of Strictly Ballet is artistic director, and Trey Casimir is producer of the ballet, and we had a chance to speak with them by phone about the project. When my kids were little, we used to watch the Christmas parade downtown, and I always thought how great it would be if the parade ended with a Nutcracker performance, and we don't have the parade anymore, but we have the performance now. So we're, we're always trying to connect it to downtown Lewisburg somehow. And people may not know, but you are a dancer and you have a dance studio or school. Yes, I have Strictly Ballet, and our production is produced together at the River Stage Community Theater, and it's fantastic. Now, how has it evolved over the years? Because we talk to you sometimes in the summer and you're doing lovely garden parties, but that's all in anticipation of what happens in December. So talk to us about the rhythm and how the production has been evolving. Well, first of all, Amy's a ballerina, and they're never satisfied with anything. So she has increased the degree of difficulty every year. This year is the hardest yet. We're, we're not doing the entire ballet, but we're doing excerpts from the first act and the entire second act. So we have all of the production challenges of sets and costumes and moving stuff around and, and a bigger spectacle for the audience, but mostly just a lot more work. The other way that the show has evolved is, in the first place, I had a few people I wanted to get on board. River Stage was the first one. I thought if we could get them to co-produce it, we had a chance. And then I thought, gee, if WVIA would put stuff on the air for us, that would, that would be a really crucial partner. And, gee, if we could raise a little money from this person and this person and this person. And all of those pieces fell into place. And then as, as the years have gone by and as the show has been successful, other people say, well, well I want to be part of that. And so we were giving an interview on another radio station earlier this week. And new sponsors have come along and new performers have come along. And the whole time, Amy's standing there with her arms crossed, tapping her foot, saying, hmm, we could do more. So that's the producer's answer. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the director's answer is that the whole thing starts after the initial performance is done, I start thinking about next year and what we can improve upon and how old the girls are going to be next year. And I start thinking about who's going to be taking ballet classes and improving their technique and might be able to advance to a solo role. And then summer rolls around and we do have our garden party. And the garden party is a fundraiser for the Nutcracker and we have some performances then outside. It's beautiful. And right away after that, we have our Nutcracker auditions. So I'm pretty much thinking about this Nutcracker all year long in various ways. And the auditions are in August, and we only have 13 rehearsals before Tech Week, and we work very hard in those 13 rehearsals. Amy describes our, our summer Victorian Fairy Garden Party as a fundraiser, but so far it's a fun sucker. Yes. It has yet to raise any money, but... It's another opportunity to get our performers together, to have an event for the community at a time when things are usually pretty slow. And it, it kind of, you know, conspires with the Nutcrackers to build our Victorian empire here in Lewisburg. Amy, I just wanted to ask you, in terms of the life of a dancer, what does being part of a Nutcracker production mean? Does it mean the same thing it might have meant when you were a young dancer? Yes, I think that hasn't changed. I think that dancers and, and here, community members who are part of the Nutcracker get excited by it and they grow up with the Nutcracker. So we started four years ago, and some of the girls who were just little party girls skipping around on stage are now dancing lead roles in Waltz the Flower as a dewdrop fairy. They've kept up with their technique and uh, especially bringing our guest artists in, your professional artists in, so that these dancers can see what they can aspire to. They can, they can really understand that they can go somewhere with this training. You grew up with it. You grow up with it. And I remember watching our Sugar Plum and Cavalier guest artists when I was a little girl. I don't think that changes. Pretty tutus and beautiful dancers. But it's also, it's, I, I've been thinking of the Nutcracker as a, a big oak in the ballet forest. So it's nurturing the next generations of dancers, but it's also providing, you know, we're, we're paying a pretty good fee to, to our guest artists. And dancers depend on that kind of freelance work. And so we're really, really pleased to have such beautiful dancers as Elena Mietinen and James Stepko come and join us. But we're also, you know, we're giving something back. They're, they're going to benefit from being here. And then for us old timers, it lets us keep our hand in. It lets us, you know, uh, stay involved and be in the theater in ways that are appropriate for us. So, so it's, a, it's a lifelong activity. Your dancers are coming in from where? New York City. Elena has worked with uh, American Ballet Theater and has acted and modeled, and James has danced with various ballet companies and danced on Broadway and danced in the Metropolitan Opera. We have a mutual friend in New York City, and we, we start asking her in the midsummer to keep her eyes open, and gee, it was, well, it was almost November before we got the call that Elena and James were available and interested. So we were having a heart attack for a couple of months, wondering if we were going to have any guest artists this year. This year has been the hardest year for the production all around. Hands down. And is that because of COVID? Yes. Especially, Especially yeah. Yes. We've had like 50 absences. We have not had a single rehearsal with everybody there, and we will not have a single rehearsal with everybody there until hopefully the dress rehearsal. So that makes it hard. Sure it does. And, and you're laughing. What else can you do? <laughs> exactly. Are you rehearsing at your studio and then you'll move to the River Stage? 
Yes, the rehearsals start in my studio and were there until just last week. The River Stage had a production, and once they cleaned that up, we got to go down and lay our dance floor down and get the space organized, and we had our first rehearsals on stage. And uh, we'll continue having rehearsals on stage and dress rehearsal Friday and performances on Saturday. I remember how careful you were last year in terms of making sure everybody was okay and safe. Tell us the time or times and what the protocols are. The two shows are going to be on Saturday, December 11th at 2 and 7 p.m. Tickets are available at riverstagetheater.org. Theater is spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. And last year, we only let in like uh, one member per family in the audience. We were having really exaggerated social distancing. And otherwise, the performance was only available online through a live stream. Our technical director tells us that the live stream is going to be available again this year, but it was his show that was in the theater last, so he's still kind of working those kinks out. And we will discover this week what the details are of the live stream. Otherwise, we are requiring masking of everybody in the theater. Our guest artists will take their masks off for their grand pas de deux, and otherwise all the performers will remain masked as well as the audience. And we're also doing a kind of hybrid distancing technique, so every other row of seats will be empty, and then we're also, with our reservations, making sure that we have enough empty seats that we can leave at least one seat empty between each party of people. You know, it it satisfies the the state mandates, and, and we're comfortable that we're doing the best we can to keep people as safe as possible. And Amy, at what point can you enjoy this production that you are creating now? That'd be Sunday, Erica. No, 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 not. <laughs> Don't speak for me on this one. <laughs> no, I think actually I have many moments throughout the process. So after the audition, I go through both feeling elated that we got some beautiful dancers that I didn't know existed and some returning ones came and then I cast it, and then we have a first rehearsal, and then the second rehearsal, and I go, oh, my goodness, did I make the right decisions? And then we go through the process again in rehearsal, and so there's always always times of highs and lows. And, yes, I've already started notes on next year's production, so that's already started. And uh, this is my time where I get to the choreography is set, and now I'm just really trying to rehearse everyone right now. So this is more of a relaxing time for me rather than at the beginning when I'm choreographing the whole production. I have to say, I tease Amy, but I have to give her credit. She is really, I've danced for a lot of choreographers, and Amy is one of the best I've ever met for casting a production and then giving those dancers like the hardest thing they can possibly do that they look good doing. And so we put a very high quality of dance on stage considering the lack of training that most of our performers have. And, you know, a lot of nutcrackers, and they're still valuable, they're still fun, they're still good for the community, but they end up being people walking around holding costumes, essentially. And, and our dancers really dance, and that's, that's really hard to do, especially making sure that it's barely within their capabilities so they're still comfortable and they still look good. Because this is a community nutcracker, and I get people who really haven't danced much before at all, and if they come in not knowing how to do any ballet steps or count music, they know how to do it by the time they leave. It's, it's a challenging part, and that's why it's, it's challenging and frustrating, but it's also very fun. And I wonder sometimes if they understand how much they have learned in the process, because it is a pretty stressful process to be there every week for 13 weeks, and then they have to be there late this week. And I see the worry on everyone's faces, but at the same time, this is the week where I hear people singing their parts as they go down the hallway. 
So it's, it's getting into their bodies and their brains, and they're starting to get that muscle memory in their system. It's also big picture. We've been through a couple of pretty rough years here. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen our poster for this year's production, but it's, it's a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and the poster is so dark, it's mostly tunnel. And that's really been what this, this production this year has been about. It's been much more of a slog than usual, but it's also, for Amy and me, certainly, and I think for some of our more serious dancers and some of the parents who are more invested in the arts, it just makes it clearer than ever how important the arts are. And the, and the worse the time is, the more important it is to create something beautiful. So we, we feel proud and honored to, to have this opportunity in Lewisburg, and we can't wait for people to come see what we've, what we've been able to accomplish on stage. Trey Casimir, producer, and Amy Casimir, artistic director of a Lewisburg Victorian Nutcracker taking place this Saturday, a presentation of Strictly Ballet and River Stage Community Theater. For the fourth year in a row, there will be selections from the ballet, this year from Act One and all of Act Two. It will be December 11th, Saturday afternoon at two, and again at seven o'clock in the evening at the theater, but also there is a live stream viewing option for the seven o'clock performance. For more information on the web, riverstagetheater.org, riverstagetheater.org. A Lewisburg Victorian Nutcracker this Saturday, December 11th. A co-production of Strictly Ballet and River Stage Community Theater at 815 Market Street in downtown Lewisburg. Performances at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and 7 o'clock at the theater with protocols in place. Special guest artists coming in from New York City. For more information on the web, riverstagetheater.org. And don't forget the live stream viewing option for the 7 o'clock performance. For more information on the web, riverstagetheater.org.